Hey guys, welcome into the show. On this week's episode, we start by talking about news around the Disney parks a little bit, mostly some Disney World stuff, but that sprouts some discussions about Disneyland as well. So we get into that, and then we do a little draft of movies up until the Renaissance. So that's anything before Little Mermaid uh, would qualify for this draft, and we make a little team, so we'll go over that as we go. Um, But yeah, that's what we do in this episode. If you want to follow the show, you can find us on Facebook. Our Facebook page is The Talking Llamas Podcast. You can find us on Instagram. Our Instagram page is at Talking Llamas Podcast. And you can reach out to us via email. Our email address is TalkingLlamasPod at gmail.com. That is TalkingLlamasPod at gmail.com. Um, You can also listen to the show on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Whichever one that you're doing, uh, you can follow on Spotify. You can um, subscribe on Apple Podcasts. And if you want to support the show, you can leave a rating. And if you have a couple extra seconds, a review on Apple Podcasts. Uh, And you can also tell a friend. Uh, The best way to support us right now is to tell a friend and get more people listening to the show. Okay, and without any further delay, off we go. It is episode 79 of the Talking Llamas podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome into the show. This is Robert Camosi speaking, joined here, as always, by Thomas Nelson. Hello, hello. hello. Thomas, are oh, you excited God. for the return of... <laughs> yeah, I'm here. Are you excited for the return of park hopping at the uh, Disney World Resort? Of course I am. You think I'm not going to be excited about that? Yeah. But how excited on a scale of 1 to 10? I think we did the <laughs> last week. <laughs> yes. Did we talk uh, about this specifically? I don't know. It was I gave you a scale of 1 to 65, I think, last oh, week of something. Of something. I can't recall. Yeah. Uh, but you're excited because you're going to be going. Yeah, and it opens up the possibility of, like, I don't think I would do it every day or anything because I didn't buy a park hopper ticket, but it, you do have the option to add it the day of, like, if you end up wanting to park hop. And I've uh, thought about, you know, who knows what the schedule will be like in April? That hasn't been made available yet. But as of right now, Animal Kingdom opens the earliest and also closes the earliest. Mm-hmm. And park hopping isn't allowed until 2 p.m., which I don't know if I've ever park hopped. I mean, I guess maybe at Disneyland Resort I've parked hop earlier than that. Um, well, that one incident we had where we went from Hollywood Studios yeah. to Magic Kingdom, where well, the incident was that we were Well, they were opening waiting. super early we because were- of Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. No, 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 no. This is when you and I were f- just going to Disney World in 2016. We were stuck in the sun for like 45 minutes <laughs> waiting for a bus. Yeah. But that was before, that was like before, I was like 11 in the morning. We were going park hopping. That's true. So we were going to get ice cream. And, yeah. Well, there you go. I guess it has happened before. But the point is, is that you can't do it until two. And Animal Kingdom is kind of a half day park in some ways, or it can be. So you you theoretically could do like Animal Kingdom right in the morning and then stay to Epcot, which is open the latest, and stay there for a long time. And that's something I'm I'm thinking of doing. So the fact that that's now an option is interesting, and who knows what the park hours will be like when I go. So something I'm I'm monitoring, but uh, yeah, I, yeah, I think it'd be really good for like locals and stuff, especially 
being able to park hop again. That's probably something that is really helping them out. Why, but, do, you th- why do you think they're doing the 2 p.m. thing? I wonder. Maybe just to keep, just so they can sort of evaluate what the crowd level is like. Because, you know, if you get to the park and it's at capacity, you can't go in. Um, so maybe that's what it is, just to get a real idea of, like, how many people are in the park. Oh, I'm thinking maybe it could be that along that line that those who are not park hoppers make sure that they get into the park. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And then the park hoppers can come if there's space. I did hear something that, that uh, like, if someone makes a reservation for a park, that counts towards the capacity. But I don't know if that's true. Like, even if they're not oh. in the park. Oh, okay. I don't know if that's true, though. And neither does the neither did the people that I heard that from either. They were they heard it, but they weren't, like, they heard it from Disney kind of indirectly, but they weren't sure it was 100% true, and they were going to test Let's call it Disney out. right now. Let's ask. Okay, we will get them on the line. Hang on. <laughs> no, but, um... I don't know. It was, uh, it's interesting. I mean, we'll have to wait and see. It's also like you have to show up to, you, you have to have a park reservation for a different park. It's like I can make a Magic Kingdom park pass and then. Reservation. Yeah, reserva- park reservations. I don't know what they're calling it again. I think it's a, a pass actually. A park pass is what they're calling it or something. It matter. It doesn't matter. The point is, is that you have to make a reservation to go into that park, you know, per the COVID guidelines. And then you can then go into a, different park later but you have to go to that that park you made the reservation for you have to go there first so you can't just be like oh i'll make this park reservation for magic kingdom i'll sleep in and then go to epcot later in the day or something like you can't do that which i guess must have happened i'm I'm assuming people have done that but i can't imagine (laughs) imagine doing that but like again i guess if you live down there it'd be a different story like you might just be like oh i'm too busy this morning but i'll i i'll go to epcot later or if you're like if you're at the are, are the big resorts even open? Like, uh, what's it? Uh, what's the one right across the? Oh, the Polynesian. Polynesian's uh, closed. Grand Floridian is open. Maybe only to DVC, but it is open. Uh, mm. The Contemporary's open. Just so, full on. Open. Theoretically, you could sleep in, walk over, check in, yeah, and then walk right back out. And then, well, you could do that, really. Yeah, that's yeah. feasible. I don't. Yeah. There are other parks. Epcot, you could do that if they're ones that are nearby. I don't know if the boardwalk's even open. I'm not keeping tabs on yeah. Disney World because I won't be going. But any any resorts that you could walk to the park, you do have that option, I think. Just a quick, oh, I'm here, and then I'm gone. Cause I'm yeah. Gonna, yeah. But, oh, well, that's interesting anyway. Yeah, so something for, I mean, we'll see what it's like when I go. Who knows? I mean, maybe it won't be 2, 8 p.m. Maybe they'll make it 11 or something. I don't know. Are, are you sure that you even want to go to Disney World? Because Disneyland's probably going to be opening in the summer per this news that we have what what news is oh, that you didn't, well just that they said that in summer 2021 avengers campus had opened they don't know anything i think they do they said it would be opening in july 2020 so. i know but th- there was no vaccine at that point in time yeah i mean that's a that's a big deal the vaccine that that is yeah, a game changer it is i mean what i what i established for myself was that i'm not going in the summer probably i, I mean i really don't think i am um the most I would do is if it opened in like May, I would go for my birthday, which is in June. I think I would take the summer off regardless, whether it... <laughs> you think your birthday's in June. Did I say, I think, yeah, <laughs> I'm sure I didn't mean that. <laughs> I, don't know. I can't go back in time now and, and remember what I said exactly, but I'm sure was, I didn't mean that. I think my birthday's you definitely in June. said, I think it must've meant something else, but Ir- here's the regardless. Mm, yes, indeed. <laughs> here's the point. I would, Take the summer off no matter what I do. Um, I would go in June, mm-hmm. early June, if they opened in May. 
but whether they open in May or not, I'm going to take my birth. I'm going to take the summer off. Yeah. And so that's why it's like, you know, if I'm not going to the fall anyway, like late September, probably, then why am I worried about like going in April type of thing to Disney world? Um, Oh yeah. I understand. Yeah. So for me it works out, but if like you're someone who wants to go in the summer and you want to hold off the, the other problem is, is that I just don't trust any of it. It's everything's like, I'll believe it when I see it. See, I trust this more because of the vaccine and it's likely businesses can start opening up. I mean, it's projected March, April, and summer's months after that. So unless yeah. something goes really wrong with this vaccine, which I don't see any reason why it would at this point, except for people not taking it. That's the issue. But right. um, apart from that, I mean, I don't see why we can't expect to progress towards what life was like before COVID. So I'm I'm hopeful. Cautiously optimistic? I suppose. I've been hurt too many times, Thomas. Yeah. At this point. I believe too many things for, for too many times to fall for it again so i'm just gonna live my life as if disneyland will never open again but the circumstances are different i will say this i i did have like the lingering in the back of my head the other day like oh my god what if what if disneyland opens in like april and i want to go and i'm going to disney world and it's like ah you know like well i don't see how disneyland can stay closed for two years or something two years uh, basically because if it's not open in the summer then you're on to closer to two years and you were to one so how well, can Disney and, possibly do that and, and, we also, and afford it? Sorry, I don't think they can. Didn't mean to speak over you. We don't know what it's going to look like either. Like, we don't know that Florida, like, just because Florida did it a certain way and let Disney World do it a certain way, that doesn't mean it's going to look the same at Disneyland. There might be some, like, really crazy, like, oh, you can't do rides yet. You have to do, you can do, like, a festival in the parks, but it all has to be outdoors or very limited capacity inside the stores and restaurants and no rides like that's possible that they they say that when they open i mean that's a that i'm completely pu- pulling that out of thin air but it's not impossible that that's something we see so who knows there's a couple things who knows if something if disneyland somewhere you want to go right away when it opens and who knows if and when it opens this year i wonder if disney by announcing that avengers campus would be opening this coming summer was sending a message to the state that hey we're this is our intention so watch out because we're going to probably do this. Yes. I mean, without saying any, anything forceful, like, hey, you, you better watch out. You know, they weren't saying it. Yeah, but they're, they're not. They're know. like, this is what we're going to do. Yeah, so, like it or not. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe, maybe. Um, in that vein as well, just kind of like COVID stuff, um, Tron and uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy attraction, I believe, both got postponed. They won't be opening this For year. Walt Disney World. Mm-hmm. And that yeah. would be Magic Kingdom for Tron and Epcot for Guardians? Yes, that's right. correct. Okay. Yeah, so those two are not going to be happening this year. Uh, they did not say anything about Remy's Ratatouille Adventure, so I am still hopeful that that opens before I go, although I won't be able to ride it in all likelihood, but at least... Uh, because of... I heard it really is... Motion of, sickness? Uh, a motion sickness okay. hell type thing. They should so. make a ride that really triggers people's emotion sickness. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, emotional sickness. Just, I guess yeah. just inside out themed ride that's not spinning you in the air. I think, in all seriousness, I will let uh, Michaela and Peyton ride it, and then they oh, will yeah. report back. Um, if I can, if it doesn't make Michaela sick at all, I could probably survive it using Dramamine. Um, she's a little bit sensitive to that? She's sensitive to certain things. Like, um, Flight of Passage made her a little sick the first time she went on it, um, like very slightly. And uh, one time she went, actually, when we were in Disney World, she went on Star Tours and just was, 
I think it's because she went on rocking roller coaster and then straight to Star Tours. She was just toast. I mean, she was like, oh. for like two hours, she did not feel good. So, um, it does happen to her sometimes, but it's if she can survive something like without any issues, and I can probably survive it with medication. So. She's been on enough rides with you now to know what mm-hmm. what'll get you triggered. Well, it's weird because everyone has different triggers, but I will say like, well, okay, let me, real quick, have you even ridden enough rides with her that she would know? Because you've you figured out by by now which ones you shouldn't go on. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. How many do you still go on? Exactly. That she knows well, from experience. Well, uh, this happened in Animal Kingdom where I literally couldn't see straight. She, like, showed me her phone, and I, I had to tell her to get it away from me because she showed me some text messages her friend sent her, and I, from, it was like the letters were all jumbled up. It was, well, it was a mixture of going on uh, Everest and Flight of Passage. I can't remember the oh, order. okay. But um, at one point, I put my hands up on Everest, and my he- it was when we were going backwards. My head came off, like, the cushion thing and i was like in between the the two seats <laughs> and my head was just like yanked back and i was like oh my god so who knows how that contributed to it but it was not good it was not good she she gets it i think though that's good yeah so uh yeah that'd be fun for them luckily it's like when i was when on teacups with peyton if even if you yeah. can't go others will get to i hope uh i expect that peyton would probably like it how does she like that movie she she's fine with it, it it's not her favorite um you know, she she really likes uh, like Toy Story and those sorts of things, but she is definitely really into Pixar in general. So I think she'll like it, and I, I think it has some like sort of uh, inter- not interactive, but you feel like you're in it, you know, type of thing. You're not interacting immersive. with things. Immersive, that's yeah, the right yeah. term. So yeah, yeah. So that'll be exciting. And assuming it opens, we don't even know if it will. There's not an official opening date, but I think they'd like to get at least one of those three big attractions that they were... I mean, they certainly would have had them done by now if it weren't for COVID. They had so much slated for this year. I know. Boy. Pretty wild. Do you think D23 will happen this year? Probably not. No, they moved it back, remember? Oh, right, 2022. Or 2022, you're right, yeah. Yeah, so now it's in the even years. So definitely not, yeah. (laughs) Hey, you never know. uh, (laughs) A fan expo for the fan expo. Like, we love D23. Let's put on a D23-23 expo. Yes. We could do it. Let's do it. You and I. Um... Okay, well, on that, uh, after all that, we can we can move on to our main topic. We're going to do a little draft today, Thomas. It's been a while since we've done a draft. And why don't you tell the listening people, the people listening, about uh, what this little draft is about. It was your idea, after all. Yes, well, uh, initially, today's episode was going to be discussing Joe Brody, but we made some shifts in the schedule, despite what you may have seen on social media. And uh, anyway, today I thought it would be... Uh, more appropriate for us, given everything going on around here in our lives, to do a draft. And that draft will be about Disney movies from 1937, Snow White, all the way up into, until not including um, Little Mermaid. So mm. that would be the start of the renaissance of yeah, Disney Everything movies. before Little Mermaid is on the table. Yeah, so that would be the gap. It's a big gap, but we're going to choose five movies each from that period of time. Animated movies, I think, should be the agreement. Mm-hmm. Oh, or a mixture of live action animation. Okay, so that you have to we have because to that would include like, there. like Mary Poppins. Okay, to me should be Peace Dragon because that's well, that's a classic uh, Disney film anyway. So since yeah. it has both live action and animation, we have to include that. Mm-hmm. And I'm you could also with go with uh, Song of the South if you wanted to, mm-hmm. which okay. nobody in the right mind would, right? No, I don't. I don't think so. Not okay, with, not with only two of us and each picking five, which we are going to just pick five. So that is the basic. Okay. Premise of this uh, draft or whatever. So, Gotcha. All right. Very good. <laughs> we did flip a coin. Off air. Off mic. Yep. 
and uh, and you you won. So oh, I did. You want the first pick, or do you want to just let me make all my picks? And then <laughs> you can go after. I'm going to let you get your last pick first. Okay. Okay. So pick your number five. I'm just kidding. Well, I I could defer and let you go first, which makes no sense. Just. <laughs> Mm, I, I have to choose Snow White. That's obvious. Is it so obvious, Thomas? Go on. I guess I don't have to, but, you know, I'm going to because yeah. it's important, which we've talked about ad nauseum. Yeah, go ahead. And uh, it's important. But, obviously, it's it's one that uh, really is good. <laughs> well, I, I we've, mean, we've else? talked about this a lot, yeah. and this movie's really important. I mean, for those who haven't heard us speak about it, it's it's not only important for Disney, but it's important for movies. And kind of putting out there that a feature-length animated film is is something that can be done, done well, and will be and can be received well as, as uh, to that end is and, well. and a musical at the same time. Yeah. It was all entertaining and uh, captivated the audiences emotionally for sure. I think there were reports of people coming out of the theater in tears at the ending and or when Snow White had died, you know. Oh, yeah, wow, spoiler yeah. alert. Um, well, she didn't die. She never died. Well, she was in the sleeping death, which yeah. is, you know, it's death adjacent. Mm-hmm. But um, yes. really, they, they hit a home run with this movie. All the songs are great. The animation for its time especially is great. The artistry is very unique. And I mean in terms of film i think you could probably find other art out there that you could see the influences in there i'm no art historian so i don't know but it, it's really just uh i think it's a strong pick and it's like it's like an anchor without it the the rest of it isn't there where does snow white That's fall anchor is but oh, yeah where does <laughs> where does snow white fall on the uh best princesses list we may have had this talk before but i find her so annoying <laughs> So you mean as a princess? Just in like as a character who happens to be a princess, where does she fall on that list? Okay, so that is different from like she's not have she's not fulfilling any duties as mm, her, indeed in in your mind here. No, just, just as a character that you have character. To... Oh, I'm not very interested in her character. Yeah, that's not why I like the movie. Honestly, it's good that she's there, but the dwarves and the the queen slash witch are the those are the most interesting characters. Yeah, certainly. And the dwarves represent Snow White you know in a way so it's yeah they the, represent sort of different emotions perhaps or well, uh, yeah, qualities what I, yeah what i meant is uh, they're on the same team I snow see. white and the seven dwarves they're it's them and then it's the evil and then together it's which dwarf not not that you like most but which one do you which one do you sort of connect with the most thomas which dwarf oh which emotion or just yeah sure well, well I'm not know. all emotions. Some That's of- true. I was going to say, what is Doc? He's not an emotion. <laughs> I yeah. love my Doctor emotions. I can't wait to tune into those. Later. I will say, Doc is my favorite dwarf. Yeah, well, it's Grumpy is not. I feel like that's a lot of people's choice. Uh, Dopey, I don't feel I relate to him. Although you all be the judge. Um, None of I, these. I can't think of one that. <laughs> what? I mean, maybe Doc. Although I, I that's just because I like him. So you can't think of one for you. I can't think of one for either yeah. of us. Yeah. So we can just move on. Bashful, maybe when I, when I was younger. Yeah. If, if That's like shy, right? Yes. Yes, yes exactly. So. Yeah. It was definitely like that as a kid, for sure. Sleepy, no. Yeah, you're right. What's, I, your, what's your favorite? Oh, you, no, you have go something ahead, go to ahead. say. Favorite song? I don't know. The one I, I maybe Whistle While You Work, actually. I, I kind of like that song. 
Okay. What about you? It first one pops into my mind is hi ho. I like that one a lot too. Yeah. yeah. Are you excited for the refurbishment of this ride? We've talked about it before, before but the ride in Disneyland that is coming? Yeah, when yes, I am. Open? I think it's going to go the way of Alice in Wonderland that seems to be... Maybe even better. It looks really great. Could be. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Uh, I think they have m- more going for them in terms of the inside and outside parts of Alice in Wonderland. Yeah. And it seems to be... They ha- might have more space. I don't know. But we'll see. Maybe this year, next year, when I get to ride it. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. exciting. Um Anything else on that? I mean, that, uh, this movie kind of speaks for itself. We, we oh, no. Go it. go for your first pick. Uh, well, I have to pick Pinocchio. I just love that film. And in fact, I knew you would. It would have been in contention even if I hadn't, uh, if I had the first pick, I may have felt compelled to pick it first. I love the animation in this movie. Uh, I love sort of just the overall story from beginning to end. It's pretty excellent. It's got great characters. Um, there's not much else I can say other than it's just a fantastic, fantastic movie. Uh, and I think it's maybe the best just in a vacuum, not, you know, if you're not talking about all the importance of Snow White for the company and for movies in general, Pinocchio might just be, it might be the best movie they ever made. Um, certainly I'd say top five. There's just no question about that. So that is, uh, that's my, my first Yeah, pick. with, with all that it is, it's really, it's up there. It might be their best one. As you've said, it's beautiful too, with the art. I love the art. If I could just have it, on the walls everywhere not everywhere but in like pick a room and that's my pinocchio room i would love it it's just so dense the movie is it's, and by that i mean it's got the music it's got the uh voice acting it's got the art the animation style it's got the characters it's got a good story it's got a, a compelling message and uh and i just think it's all around just pretty much perfect yeah favorite villain in this one I, there's just two I, kind I honestly of. just like Honest John because I just think, oh, right. oh there's more yeah. I just love that song where he's like uh, High Diddly D yeah well, an actor's life for me I don't even yeah, know what it's yeah, called yeah. that's what it's called but yeah I love that song uh, and whenever that song comes on I just I, I have a good time just kind of going along with it so it's weird because the, the villain's almost sort of Pinocchio in some ways like he just keeps falling into these traps and that's not a villain. He's his own worst enemy. Let's put it that oh, way. Oh yes, yes. So he he doesn't have like someone he's got to like fight. Uh, you could even say there's like four villains in this movie. Well, there's well, Honest John. There's Stromboli. There's that weird guy who's laughing when he says he's coach driver. Yeah, yeah. He even scares Honest John. And then um, and then there's uh, if you want to call uh, Monstro. Oh. a villain in some ways i mean he's some somebody to contend with certainly uh so there's there's really just a lot of conflict more than there is a villain and you're and not considering gideon to be a part of the villain crew i don't even know if he knows what he's doing that's true he's kind of like the dopey of <laughs> yeah well he doesn't speak yeah he seems to be he, he either has like he seems to be like constantly drunk, intoxicated. I'm oh. not really sure what's going on with him. Or Honest John has hit him on the head so many times that he literally just can't function. Uh-huh. It's unclear. The point is, is that no, I do not. He's like a he, he's a villain in the same way that like I guess Pain and Panic are villains in Hercules. I almost mm-hmm. like it, they're just like side characters, and so Hades is the villain in that movie. And uh, I would say Honest John is a villain in this movie, whereas Gideon is not. Yeah, much. there's like a team of villains. Yeah. And uh, interesting. Yeah, Pinocchio, to to his, you know, not credit, but in fairness to him, he only just became a, a live puppet. Not even a real boy yet. 
Yes. So, you know, what can we expect? Of, he, he's going to fall into traps. You know, it's going to happen. Yeah, but... Uh, for any, I just want for any live puppets listening, uh, not, I want yeah. you to know we're not... You, you're going to make mistakes. Yeah, everyone is going to... But be. you're not the mistake. And he was like and he was like 12 <laughs> hours old in his defense, so... Yeah, if that. Like, so. we assume that they went to bed early. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, I, that, again, another oh, yeah, one that kind of speaks for itself. So you get it, but th- that's where I'm at, yeah. Okay, Pinocchio, solid choice. I think I'm going to leap all the way over to pick Mary Poppins. Yeah, I figured you might do that. That's a good choice. Um, this movie is another really dense one it's a long movie but mm-hmm. you don't feel the length it's two and a half hours it's really long i always forget I, it yeah i mean i remember it now because i forgot it so many times that like every right, time i'm right. like oh my god it's two and a half hours that eventually it just i remember now that it's two and a half hours but that is shocking i mean it's a really long film uh considering it's supposed to be for children or at least children are supposed to be able to enjoy it it's a long watch yeah you have to commit to it i like the just thinking about the space between Snow White and Mary Poppins, what that would have been, um, what was it? Was it 64, I think, Mary Poppins came out. So nearly 30 years. But there's quite a, a step up in quality, I think, to have such a good mixture of live action and animation. The animation, not even as good as Snow White, in my opinion, with the, at least it's it's more basic animation. It's hard to say what it's different styles mixing too. that with live action yeah. does to the actual... Yeah. Well, I don't. I think it's like in Sword in the Stone uh, that the art isn't as good. Like the lines aren't as clean as say in Sleeping Beauty. I think they just put less money maybe into some things, and that might include that animation. But I'm anyway, sure that movie was very expensive to make. The F Mary Poppins. Yeah. Yeah. Well, just imagine all the choreography. How much that costs. Yeah. But that's part of it. I mean, creating the or uh, combining the dance moves of the humans with the the animators then coming in and matching that up. That's pretty interesting. I think there's there's a lot to be taken from the film, and the music is phenomenal. You really get to see the the Sherman Brothers shine. Cause That's true. That's a big part of this movie. Yeah, I mean, because they, I mean, they were around for Disney parks stuff, and they had their own career and stuff creating music before Disney. But this was like their big. This is they won awards for this. Yeah, you know. And uh, it's definitely a classic. I mean, Mary Poppins is. People know it from the the books, I'm sure, especially in England. Yeah. But in uh, in the general populace, m- people know it because of the movie, and that's cool. So that's a lot a of choice. influence, a lot of influence. I think you didn't have much of a choice there. That that's another one where it's like, you, I mean, those are the three big ones. I think. Yeah. Uh, that not only do those movies have do they have a lot of influence for Disney, but they have a lot of influence maybe. Maybe less so with Pinocchio than the other two, but like they have lasting influence. Those yeah. movies do, and the and you know uh, Snow White because it's the first feature length animated film, and, and Mary Poppins because it it mixes the live action with the animated elements so well and so seamlessly in some ways that uh, that it's way ahead of its time as well. Yeah, you can really feel the the fantasy of it when they jump into the mm-hmm. chalk drawing on the street yep. and then they're in this animated world. It's really cool, especially mm-hmm. as a kid. I think a lot of times as adults when we're looking at the stuff we forget what it's like to view it as a kid. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Uh okay. Well, I I, I don't again, I don't know if there's much else to say about that movie other than it's fantastic and uh and yeah, what, what who's your least favorite character uh in that uh in that movie besides the bank yeah 
Who's the yeah villain is the villain is cat another one without like a real the villain. bird lady I mean come on you know <laughs> yeah what is she doing yeah well I don't know I mean let me see I didn't like the mom that much no, that's not true she's I, all right I always but... find the son really just the kind son. of annoying oh what's his name I forget I don't remember any of their names besides Mary Poppins but <laughs> yeah. that's in the title that is the title <laughs> I oh the character that I like that um, I know that's not what you asked but that I think is definitely underrated is the um, his uncle, the guy who's floating in the sky, and they yeah, have yeah, the laughing. I can't, remember scene. <laughs> I can't remember any of their names. His name, his name is Ed. Uh, oh boy, the actor, anyways. Ed Ed Wynn, I think. Hmm. Something Wynn, anyway. Interesting. Yeah, well, that's it. no, that's that's fine. I was just kind of trying to get yeah. more, a little bit more out of it. But the point is, is that's a great movie too. So maybe one of the Penguin Butlers. <laughs> yeah, those are, those are cool. <laughs> I mean, come on, guys. So, uh, what, who's your favorite character in the film? Oh, I like Mary Poppins quite a bit. I mean, yeah. I, I, I just like her whole demeanor throughout the movie is good. And yeah. I like Bert, too. Those two are pretty great. Favorite song? I think it's got to be Feed the Birds for me. Um, is that because of peer pressure? No, I really like that song. I'm trying to think if there's any. I do like uh, Let's Go Fly a Kite as well, actually. I like that, too. Yeah, Did you ever watch uh, Saving Mr. Banks? I have not watched it yet. I've been trying to watch it like before I go to Disneyland. I might just watch it before we go to Disney World and just be done with it. Because a lot of it, you know, is filmed at Disneyland. Yeah, no, some of it. But you get the feel of Disneyland yeah, yeah, throughout, yeah. for us anyway. And there's there's some cool stuff in there. So I would actually advise you to wait, knowing you, wait till okay. you're going to go to Disneyland. Yeah, I've got plenty of movies to watch for before my next yeah. uh, my next thing. Okay. Um, right. What's your next pick if you want to move this on? This one is where it starts to get like, you could kind of pick anything. I mean, not anything, but there's a number of ones that are kind of tied. I am actually going to go with The Mini Adventures of Winnie the Pooh, which was a personal favorite of mine as, as a child. I love that one um, from uh, 1977. The so. Mini Adventures of who? <laughs> Winnie the Pooh. No, yeah. of, of Pooh, sorry. Of Winnie, Winnie the? Yes. Pooh, comma Winnie the? Yes. Okay, so uh, tell us a little bit about who this person. I've never heard of him. He's a he's a, a silly old bear. No, but I I just oh bother. Yeah, this is like this movie's sort of like a collection of stories that are centered around Winnie the Pooh. Uh-huh, yeah, it's like several different things that happen. Like you know, and it's it's told as if like someone's reading a storybook. It's it's hard to explain if you haven't seen it, but um. It's kind of in that weird era where the animation's sort of scratchy, but I actually, interestingly enough, I think it's because of budget things for this time in the company's uh, history. But actually, it, it sort of oddly adds a weird charm to this movie that I really appreciate. Uh, like, so the animation is not certainly not up to par with like what we've been talking about up to this point, like Pinocchio. Certainly not. Uh, but it's it's the scratchiness of it adds a charm to it that I actually enjoy. You know, it's kind of, uh, it's kind of like the illustrations mm-hmm. are animated. Exactly. Yeah. It's like they've taken it directly out of the book and they're animating yeah. it, you know, and I actually kind of appreciate that. But the point is, because you see it in the jungle book too, it's like the same type of thing where it's, you can right. see the scratchiness, yeah. like they almost like they just skipped a couple of 100, steps. 101 Dalmatians too. And I, I don't find it, 70s. I don't find it as charming in those movies, but for whatever reason in Winnie the Pooh, and maybe it's a personal taste thing, but I find it actually adds something to the movie. Um, mm-hmm. And then Winnie the Pooh is just hilarious. I mean, he has a few scenes where, you know, he's really just a funny character because he's not very smart. Um, and, uh, 
but it but you know it's not in an annoying way it's just hilarious mm-hmm. so i really appreciate it and um tigger is one of my favorite characters as well i think that that's he's a lot of fun and i enjoy the ride the rides at uh, both disneyland and disney world so they hmm. and the music uh, what, is good too. Well, when There's you said it songs. i thought i thought of a tigger ride but there isn't one right not so far as i know not, not, in, not in I any... mean, certainly not domestically right it might be interesting to have one yeah uh, you know i don't know um okay well okay let's do the same favorite song i like the heffalump and woozle oh, song see, i think i don't like that one as much but i also really like the up down touch the ground which isn't even really a song but it's his like it's, uh, i call it a song i i I have a special place for that one because Peyton sang that song a lot when she was little. She would just break yeah. into song and sing that. Um, yeah. And she would say, up, down, touch at the ground. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I like that one too quite a yeah. bit. Yeah. Yeah. I watched this one though a lot when I was a kid. So there's that. And uh, I very much enjoy it. And, and to this day, it's one of my favorites. I don't watch it enough, but I really like it. Who's your favorite character that isn't Winnie the Pooh or Tigger? Oh, well, that's Owl. Oh, really? There's this whole thing where he's like talking as his house is being destroyed and he's telling <laughs> yeah. these these stories. And if you it's hard to listen to the story cuz just a lot's going on, but if you do listen to it it's pretty hilarious. Uh-huh. Like first of all, he's talking is just the the earth is just being destroyed around him. Like there's flooding and his house is falling. Well, it's a very and, blustery day. Exactly. And um and the what he's talking about is just so odd and ridiculous and silly. Uh, so it's that combination of him not really understanding what's going on around him, as mm-hmm. well as it's just what he's saying is funny. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah I think great. that's mine. I just like when I like I like any talking owl that's funny. Um, and uh, Piglet, but really just the Trespassers Williams scene. That's pretty funny. Yeah, short for Trespassers Williams. <laughs> you guys just got to watch it. We can't. Uh, we can't give you a, the jokes. Make no. I mean, the jokes well, really make very little sense well, unless you watch it because they're so silly. And the voice is perfect for the. I mean, you know, the, you get a feel for yeah. the character, and it makes makes it just that much better. Okay. Anything more you'd like to say? No, it is your turn. This is Peter Pan. That's a good choice. Yeah. Did you know that Walt played Peter Pan in a school play? Um, Once well, upon a time? Uh, you know, I, I was going to share that with you as a gift on your birthday coming up. But <laughs> that news? I already yeah, knew. So. You knew it. So you have to give me something else. Another gift, another fact out there. That's interesting. He, yeah, I think he had a pretty, I think he had a relationship with a lot of these stories growing up. Yeah. And so that's what we, and he ended up creating different versions of the stories for so many more people. But Peter Pan's a solid film. It's got a great music. I love the theme to it. But what's, yeah. which one Which one is the main theme? You Can Fly? You mean the song? Da, 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 da. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. I love hearing it. Um, not necessarily in the song itself, but uh-huh. like to open the film or just here and there when it's in the film. Because I, I just think it's really beautiful. And also when you go to the park and you hear it in the attraction so many of these songs are are are, my opinion of them is influenced by their role in the parks too really i think so i mean it's not just from watching the movie it's also like when you hear them outside of the movie right so yeah so yeah i think i i think so yeah for me yeah peter pan it's you a great like, ride, too. You like Captain Hook. I do like Captain Hook quite a bit. He yeah, means he's great. Him this is probably Snake. my favorite villain so far in, in what we've picked. 
Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's yeah, great. And Smee is a great sort of incompetent sidekick. Well, again, not a villain, really. Just kind no, of there. And he's the, yeah. On the side of the villain, but it's almost out of, like, I don't even know. Well, he's the Kronk to... Yes. Well, Yzma. Yes. I don't know how that he's, works. He's uh, Captain Hook's Kronk, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Which it's is good. interesting. They, I mean, yeah, that's just something they use as a, a story. It's kind telling, of a trope. Yeah. In, at least in Disney films. Have a dum-dum on the side. Who can help but basically is... It's not really ever helping. Don't trust them to do everything. Yeah, At least for Captain Hook. Yeah, and this is one that I think a lot of people really love, as evidenced by the um, line to get into, at Disneyland anyway. There's a huge line for that attraction. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I wonder what it is really about this story that that is something people love so much. I don't know what the element of it... I, I think people have sort of attached themselves to the Peter Pan character of like never growing up type of thing. But in the end, that's sort of not the message, which is interesting. Yeah. Because people will take that away and say, why do you ever have to grow up? It's like, well, the end of that movie is not never grow up. They decide to grow up. Like, they make the conscious decision to leave and grow up. So there's that. But that's fine. I mean, I I think people really enjoy Tinkerbell, too. And Tinkerbell has sort of taken on a different role in the Disney company that doesn't that that transcends the movie that's Peter for sure because so. a lot of the times you see her it has nothing to do with the story exactly like you're not thinking of her in that way it's like oh that's just that's tink you know indeed and um yeah it's it's just good you know apart from you know the ways in which they speak about <laughs> native american people but it was it's 1950 i think yeah it's, around a, it's, that time, it's, it's so very of the time no it's question kind of just how it, that's the territory um, yeah but yeah, it's a solid film. Story's good. Good characters. Funny. Good music. Probably did we say before? Did we cover this one in an episode before? I don't think we've done an episode just on this. No. This is so. This would have been, I think, nineteen fifty, which would have made it right after World War Two, and so they're trying to get the studio back in action. It's nineteen fifty three to be oh, exact. Oh, fifty three. So I think Alice in Wonderland is. Fi- oh no, Cinderella's fifty. Cinderella's fifty. Yeah, Alice okay. in Wonderland is fifty one. Yeah. Was there anything in fifty two? The story of Robin Hood and his Merry Men. That's a live action. It's PG as well. <laughs> oh. So, yeah, okay. So that means all of you um, you live puppet boys out there can, you can watch. It's PG. Just get your parent. Your puppet parent. Okay. That's a callback to earlier in the episode. <laughs> in, case you just, in case you started the episode a few minutes ago. Um, yeah, no, that's a solid choice. A good one. And one I considered, but ultimately did not go with. You weren't going to go with it? Not ever? at that point. Not oh, okay. at three or okay. two. Well, what's your number three then? This is my number three. Yeah. One that I actually glad you didn't take because I forgot about it. Sleeping Beauty. Uh, yeah, that was I was going Peter Pan or Sleeping Beauty on that last one. I love that movie. It's a beautiful, beautiful film. Great, it, great story. Another good animation. Yeah. Good villain. I mean, really well-rounded. It's got good music. Um, I really like the... Um, once Upon a Dream song quite a bit. I love that song. And that whole sequence actually is quite amazing. Mm-hmm. The animation's yeah. very good too. Who are you? <laughs> yeah. Watch that little sequence and you'll you'll see when, when she says that. It's quite hilarious. Or when he says that yeah. to her, it's quite funny. They, they dance for what seems to be, maybe not hours, but the sun seems to be going down oh, by I the see, end of it. Yeah. And then it's just like, he even grabs her, I think. And then like she puts her head on his shoulder and then it's like, who are you? And it's like, wow, okay. But it's it's it, that's just a funny little sequence. But the movie itself is quite good, and um, I think that you know you talk about Maleficent. That's one of the number one villains. I think she has to be top five villains. Great voice for that villain. Yeah, yeah, really good. 
just a maniacal sort of like very intimidating voice too yeah what, what was the there was a connection between that voice was it in the haunted mansion yes it's it's also um she also voices madame leota i believe and then mm. she also voices the evil stepmother in um yeah that one you can hear it you can hear that one yeah. for sure yeah well actually at first came the uh, cinderella appearance uh, role and then yeah, later on. What's interesting interesting about this film is it came out four years after it was in Disneyland. The castle was dedicated Sleeping Beauty. It, yeah, it's like the, the first bit of marketing. Well, uh, I don't know if it, the parks was it opening day that the Sleeping Beauty Castle was the name. I, I, I think like so. That, I, I think, feel like it wasn't on opening day, but I I think it I think it was. The point is soon at least before the movie. Started. Yeah, yeah, before the movie was even finished. But it's one of those. It's another classic film, and uh, there's really a lot of great artistry and it's really unique i'm not an expert on the animation style is very unique yeah so even just like across disney films like it's it's not like any other one for me well it's not necessarily the animation as much as the style of the artwork because the characters if you think about the characters are kind of the i think what one of the the dads are kings yeah. or big belly you know yeah. and over exaggerated and the same That's prince philip's dad yeah and so we and then you just the same with the fairies who are named i never remember flora one of flora, flora merryweather i think I, I can never remember that last one i think merryweather is it but uh they are classic disney sort of uh visual so you see that but then the art in the background is that's what's different and that's what's to me makes it the most beautiful film pinocchio right below it um and so yeah great pick what is your fourth pick well, um, real quick, there's no more. There's no other songs, really, is there? It's just the... Nothing super special that I can think of. I'm sure there's other music, but... Ha, what do you think of the choreography of the fight scene between... Oh, that's very thrilling. Dra- that's quite thrilling. Yeah. yeah. Was that Philip and the dragon? Philip and... I, Maleficent I guess it's as Maleficent a dragon. as a dragon. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's fantastic. That That's another thing that sort of transcends, uh, maybe not Disney, but it, it transcends this film, for sure. Like, they use it in Phantasmic and... Yeah. So... And they get a lot of dark colors, if I remember, for that scene. Greens, really dark. So it's like, this is a negative, Mm. you know, thing happening. And dark, for sure. Okay. Uh, If there's nothing more on that one, then I... Let's see. I'm going to pick this because I don't want you to pick it, although I think you wouldn't. Sword in the Stone. I actually was considering it. Yeah, Um, okay. It probably wouldn't have been my next pick, but I definitely would have picked it fifth if you didn't, but you certainly would. (laughs) The Sword in the Stone. That's a great movie, man. I, mean, I think it's definitely yeah. underrated. Sure. I, I believe it. Uh, boy, I mean, if I could live in this movie, I would. I want to be the wart is what I'm saying. Or King Arthur. Is, oh, ah, spoiler. Spoiler. <laughs> this uh, one's they, from 1963. They, yeah, they've had 60 years almost to, to watch it. Yeah. So I think that you're fine. It's one of my favorites for the character of Merlin above all else, but also Archimedes. Yeah. Another owl who I said I like funny owls. He's the reason why, because to me, he's really funny. I think there's only one song that can be chosen for the number one song in this movie. Um, Higgadis, Figgadis. Chosen, yes, but there's, I think, another song with Mad Madam Mim, maybe. Yeah. Um, yeah, Higgadis, Figgadis is an incredible scene. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's that's yeah. that's what made me really, like, fall in love with this movie is that scene where he's doing, like, getting everything packed up, everything he owns into a bag, and he's got this song, and everything's just moving towards the bag. It's so good. So funny. yeah, that Sherman Brothers they yeah. wrote that. I mm-hmm. love uh, Merlin, the voice actor. They picked a great to me for 
the way I received it as a kid anyway was perfect because even as I grew up, like the little things he says here and there, so matter of fact, like, well, how else would you get those all this into one bag? I'd like to know. And then he's just on his way. It's not like, it's not like a big thing. It's just, this is what, well, now come on, think about it and move on. And he's just, he plays a great curmudgeonly old man who knows too much. That's a great trope. Yeah. 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 That's a great, they do a good job of making it a humorous film. Yeah. Pretty early, you know, you think about it, a lot of Disney films now are humor is a big element and you expect it. But back then, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure that movies were as funny back then. And, you know, children's, maybe they were, but it's just hard to imagine. Like Snow White and Pinocchio have some comedic elements, but I think that this, this really ramps it up yeah. a little bit. Yeah. yeah, it's not to be taken so seriously. There's a lot of, probably you can call them gags. Yeah. I mean, just when I think the teacup is scooping in sugar into Merlin's coffee or uh, whatever, tea probably. tea probably. And, you know, because he, he tells, uh, what does he say? To, he says to War, like, say say when, you know, say yeah, when. Yeah, when. Yeah, yeah. But he, Merle, Merle never says when. And then, when, when? <laughs> blast it all, when? Yeah, exactly. And then, but the sugar is just piling over the, yeah, the rim. Yeah, the, the coffee has to, or the tea, rather, so that's has like to a, be tossed. Yeah, that's like a funny gag, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that would happen. And there's plenty of that, I think, with Archimedes as well. And Merlin's just full of it. I think, yeah, when they're escaping, they're hiking uphill. Not escaping, but it, to us, the viewer, they're escaping the wolf or a coyote mm-hmm. who's coming after them in the woods. Um, but they go up to this peak and they're, oh, we've gone the wrong way. And then they turn around. But you see at one point, Merlin has these pink pink boxer shorts on under his robe. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's just a funny, funny things are everywhere. And you wouldn't see that necessarily in Pinocchio or Sleeping Beauty. They would be taken yeah. more seriously. I don't know why that is, but I like that they, you know, they went towards that a little bit. I think that this is sort of the beginning of when things go downhill a little bit and in, and in the inconsistencies start. But uh, but this is undoubtedly a good movie, albeit not the, you know, the best movie, maybe oh, just no. objectively, but it's a fun film and maybe one that I would watch, you know, a lot more than I would something else that's really good, but, um, you know, sort of objectively good, but not as entertaining to watch over and over just because it's not as, it's very, this one's very silly. And I, that's something I like. You know. I love the squirrel scene too, only because it gets us to, well, there's a squirrel who's, you know, a little bit on the heavier side, who's going after Merlin, you know, she's attracted and he's a beautiful blue squirrel with a mustache and glasses, but, uh, he has to tell her at one point, I'm an old man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, very matter of fact. Yeah. And he's just a squirrel saying it. It's very funny. Yeah. It's a good movie. We need to do an episode on that movie. Yeah. Well, it's anniversaries in a couple of years, so maybe. Ugh. I have to wait? I, well, we don't have to. Um, I think, unless you have anything else to say on that. No, oh, let's uh, go to your fourth pick. I think that uh, I'm going to have to go, and I'm assuming this is the other one you were deciding behind or between with Sword in the Stone, was uh, Cinderella is one that I'm going to go with. You know, when I picked Sword in the Stone, I actually didn't. I didn't have another pick ready. Oh, well, that's <laughs> So funny. I was like buying myself time. I really thought you were going to, pick sword in the stone anyway it makes yeah. the most sense yeah. for you um but cinderella is just a great movie and it's one that i sort of under appreciated i think or underrated and then every time i return and i've kind of conditioned myself now to it but there was a few times where i like i watched it like three times and every time i like loved it and was like why do i not watch this more it's like you know i watch lion king two or three times a year and i watch i feel like i watch cinderella once every like 15 months 
You know what I mean? It's not even like I watch it once a year, really. Mm-hmm. But every time I watch it, I have a great time watching it. There's not like a minute where I'm like, oh, this part where it's like kind of a lull in the story. It's just like from beginning to end, I really have a good time watching it. Yeah. So yeah. it's got some good songs. I actually really like um, when she's like cleaning the floor and there's the bubbles, right? And she's singing that song that the stepsister's singing, but she's singing it well. Uh, Sweet Nightingale. Yeah, yeah. That's a great scene because it not only is the music element, but it's also the bubbles and the animation in the bubbles. And, you know, that every time I watch that, I think about Walt and how he described that scene. And I've read that a couple times where he, how he described how that should look. And uh, it's just, that's just perfect. That's just such a perfect scene, sort of right in the center of the film. Uh, really a fun watch. You know, I remember watching that one probably a couple years back now, but it was um, the lines, the drawn lines were yep. very clean. Extremely. So it, it looked good too. Not in the same way as Sleeping Beauty, but it looked good. Not even the same way as Pinocchio, but it still looks good. It looks like a solid, this is a good looking film. I think you get that a lot with the 50s animated films for yeah. sure. Yeah, I think the 50s are still solid and, and it's the 60s when it starts to get a little weird, but whatever. I mean, there a lot of those movies are still good too, but from, you know, 37 till 60, you know, the movies are at least high quality, generally speaking. I guess you get the... We got uh, Mary Poppins in the 60s, but that's sort of a different thing. And but, as I said, even that animation wasn't the best you'll see. Yeah, and who knows what, if that, what that has to do with, but yeah, that's true. And I do mean artist, like the, the, the cleanness of it is... Crisp. Not, it's not as crisp. Yeah, and I guess even that's an opinion that it would be, that is the best. But um, yeah, so it just, anyway, yeah, the 60s were definitely different for the animation. Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, that's all I really have to say about it. I love that movie. Uh, it's a classic, obviously, classic story, a classic princess, and it's fantastic. Pick your favorite song. Does the Nightingale song count? Because I really like that one. You do? Yeah. Okay. I don't know how much of it's tied to the visual, mm-hmm. or just the. but that's what I think of when I think of a song. I also really enjoy A Dream is a Wish Your Heart Makes. I mean, that's just a great song. If I'm talking about a song that I want to like really listen to and get into and maybe even sing to as it goes, that would be my choice. But in terms of like what part in the movie do I enjoy most when someone's singing? That's it. Is the nightingale part. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No bibbity bobbity boo. It's fine. It's fun. It, but it's it's almost like overplayed. Not overplayed, but you know, like played out. Sort of like it's like just. It, it, I don't even really almost. I almost don't even associate it with that film at this point. You, you How's know, that? It just is. It. I, I've heard it so much while not watching that movie that it almost have, has a separate in, inclination. To, I've heard it in social media. I think maybe on TikTok or something. Yeah. So. Yeah. Okay. There's uh, a, so. I'm, I'm interested to see where you go with your final pick because there, there's so many ways you could go with this. I'm just going from memory. You're looking at a list online. Um, <laughs> I mean, there, there, there's no great choice left. So no. it's interesting. Well, It'll, I mean, you could there, make there's arguments. Some, but. There's some good ones, um, but they're all sort of like you could go anywhere with this, and I'm interested to. Could you read me what's in the 50s real quick? Yeah, do you have that as a, something you could do? Because I have some thoughts from the 60s, maybe even the 70s. So you've got Treasure Island. We, we could just stop there. That's probably what you're going to pick. Yeah, the animated version. Uh, Alice, in, yeah, Alice in Wonderland, mm-hmm. The Story of Robin Hood and His Merry Men, which we discussed previously. I'm not going to say the ones you've already picked. The Sword and the Rose, The Living uh, we'll Desert. Pick the, uh, can you see which ones are animated? Because those it ones are not. Are Lady and the Tramp. It doesn't tell me if they're animated or not. Lady and the Tramp is one. Um... Yeah, I thought of that one. I mean, I shouldn't even name ones that you wouldn't pick. I mean, I know that there's some I don't even know these ones. Pollyanna, that's the 1960s. It's live action. Okay. I'm only um, ones that I well, know. how about from the 40s? We left out Bambi and Dumbo. That's for sure. 
Uh, Fantasia as well. That's an option. I wouldn't pick Fantasia. I don't watch Dumbo enough to know. And Bambi, frankly, puts me to sleep. Yeah. At least it did the past time. I, last time I watched it. Yeah. So the Three Caballeros. I think I'm. I haven't seen it yet, but I feel like Song of the South. Some people would pick. Don't say that. Song of the South. Don't even talk about it. It's too controversial. Um, I'm going to go from the 60s. I think I'm going to choose Jungle Book. That's, I mean, that's a fine choice. Yeah, that's 19- also the last movie that Walt kind of had a hand in. He didn't see it made, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that I was going to choose between that or 101 Dalmatians. Mm. Or Aristocats, but probably not those two. Aristocats is just not. I mean, it's a fine watch, but it is Well, there's not. good music in it. I like that. But that's apart true. from that... Um, yeah, so Jungle Book, I think that one is another one that actually, it actually goes pretty far in popular culture. I think a lot of people reference yeah, Bare Necessities so song for sure. Um, Want to Be Like You, people have heard it, the, the beat, they recognize it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think that that's all there for a good film. I definitely watched that one and then other variations on that same story Yeah, as a kid, and I really liked it. But I, I think they did a great job with the voice uh, acting for Blue, Bagheera, Shere Khan. There's a great deep voice that's kind of menacing for sure. Shakira, uh, sh- Shakira was in there too. Shakira. But <laughs> Wait, can you say it? I can't. Now. Shere, Shere Khan. Shere Khan. Why did I say? I, I, mixed, I, mean, just got, I mixed yeah. Bagheera. In. Wow, oh, that was Shakira. Um, no, I, I, uh, I agree. I think that that's a... Um, I think that's just a really solid movie. Um, it's not like fantastic, but it's a really fun watch. I, you know what I really like is the song at the end of the film. It's my own home. The, the little girl sings. Do it. you really like that? I like it because it's so different. I was for that movie. Not sure if you're making a joke. Um, it's not. I'm not saying it's my favorite I'm, from the movie. I know. But I'm I, fine I with like you liking it. it. I was just um, my favorite from the movie is what is something like what you chose for Cinderella. The, the what's happening in the film and the song. I think "Want to Be Like You" is yeah. You know, I don't. Kind of I don't like listening to that song, I like but I watching, like watching it. Yeah, yeah. You know what I That's mean? That's what like, I'm going for this one. And because yeah. uh, there's kind of some dead points in it, where it's like if you're listening to it, you're not. It's just not doing anything. But then there's the end, of course, when Baloo's like dan- he's like dressed up as as one of the yeah. to, to get him out of there, and uh, then everything falls off because he gets too into it. Into it, and then he forgets why he's there, and all of his disguise melts away and then they realize who he is and yeah that's great and i believe yes the sherman brothers worked on that one as well not the animation all right i've but got a song. choice here if Go you're ahead. done yeah and I'm, I'm hoping you'll allow i mean i think you should <laughs> what can i not allow about it it's kind of a weird choice but i'm go- i'm once i saw it i knew i had to choose it because i do like this movie i watched it fairly recently bc huh bc uh, Black Cauldron? Oh, no, I can't. Oh, God, yuck. Um, who framed Roger Rabbit, actually? Oh, was that 89 or 88 or something? It's 88. No, it's before. Okay. It's before by maybe a couple months or even, who knows. But, yeah, I love that movie. It. I, I should say I really enjoy watching it. I don't know if I love it, but it, it's so unique. It's so interesting, and I loved it as a kid. I watched it all the time. I haven't seen it in, in quite some time, but... I think that's a really strong pick for your team. It's so unique. Yeah. It, you know, not a lot of people like me, I don't know the story really. 
Yeah. So, I'd completely forgotten about it until I saw it on this list. So yeah. it's not something I would have picked otherwise cause, just because I hadn't thought about it. But And I've only watched it once in like the past 15 years. You're picking <laughs> this I, for your number five? <laughs> well, it's just, it's w- between what's left. I mean, I mean, Aristocats, uh, 101 Dalmatians. This is better. It, I don't know if it's better than 101 Dalmatians like in a vacuum, but for me, it's better. Like I just, no, I, understand. I, I associate more yeah. with it than just the film itself. And I, and like we said, it, it's it's so different from everything else that Disney's ever made. I mean, even if you can't even compare it to like, even though it's the same sort of idea, you know, animation with live action as like a Mary Poppins is, they're just so different in every single way. It's nothing like it. And it's also um, sort of a bizarre movie in a lot of ways, but I love it. Yeah. I mean, I can't say anything about it. Do you know if there's a villain? There must be a villain. There's a villain. I don't know his name. He's yeah. a weirdo. Uh, I don't want to spoil it either. If well, that, so, I mean, seriously, yeah. I don't, actually, if people haven't seen it yet, because um, there's sort of a twist. Um, but it is... Uh, and we're not talking about a garlic twist. There, <laughs> nor a cinnamon twist. Speak for yourself. I might oh. be talking about both of those things. Well, see, I made an assumption. Here's the deal. It's uh, got a couple scenes that when I watched it again, like a year ago, I was like, oh my God, I remember watching this as a kid. I just, it, it like takes me back, you know what I mean? So that's a big part of why I'm picking it. But also it's, it is a quality movie, I think. I mean, it, in, in, in a weird way, you know, mm-hmm. it's not like a 95 on Rotten Tomatoes, but it's, you know, it's a solid, very good movie. And it's, it's definitely fun to watch as an adult, maybe even more fun than it was as a kid. And it was good enough to get its own attraction. Yes. In Toontown. Do you think that'll stay there for a long time? I hope so. I hope so too. It's fun. It's definitely fun for and kids. And it's different. And it's not, as far as I know, doesn't exist anywhere else. Totally. And why not give it love? I mean, I think you need to give love to some of the lesser known movies or lesser watched movies, including Emperor's New Groove, which I watched again recently. And the idea of making a restaurant after Mudka's Meat Hut is just so superb. I don't, it's so, it's a subtle nod towards the film it's the so, least they can do so it doesn't depend on the marketing that you know that people love the film so they're coming it just has to be good food and have that also mm-hmm. so like why didn't they do that but if they're gonna if you're gonna do it put ip in the parks i don't know why that wouldn't be the first place yeah you could, go yeah people love it but say i mean they anyway it's a, it's great that they put it in the park and i hope they keep it roger rabbit yeah 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 yeah, I, I, that movie, that ride's been there a long time. I mean, it could it could go, who knows? But the, it's uh, you know, I will always have the movie no matter what happens. So now we did miss out on 101 Dalmatians, which has a great villain. Yeah, it does. Cruella de Vil is fantastic. And some great villain moments too. Well, uh, such as just that where she's driving that car through the snow and she looks yeah her face so insane yeah it's like oh even my God. scarier to me than the witch Snow White when she transforms. Yeah, I mean, it's a different kind of thing because mm-hmm. there's so much fury behind Cruella Deville, you know. <laughs> yeah, well, she also knows that if she gets caught, like she's just totally doomed. So she's like trying to put the pieces back together and get her what she wants out of yeah. these dogs. So. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, we miss- I think that's really only one that we had to sort of skip over, as far as I can tell. Maybe Lady and the Tramp, and you mentioned some yeah. others, Dumbo and Fantasia, but they just don't quite Bambi rise to that level. Yeah. I think for people's individual favorites, they might choose those. Like the way I picked Sword in the Stone. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess you picked Roger Rabbit the same way. Mm-hmm. Um, shall I read the final teams? Let's read selections? the final teams before we go. Yeah. Okay. We'll start with Robert. That is my co-host. He picked number one, Pinocchio. That's an interesting pick. <laughs> 
Yeah, so Pinocchio, and then Winnie the Pooh from 1977, right? That's the, yeah. the main one everyone knows. It's kind of a personal favorite, but... Pinocchio, Winnie the Pooh, Sleeping Beauty, Cinderella, and Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, you got uh, two princesses, a bear, a rabbit, and a and puppet. Wooden puppet. Yep, soon to be a boy. Not a wooden boy, a regular human boy. Okay, my picks were number one, Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. Mary Poppins, Peter Pan, The Sword in the Stone, and The Jungle Book. So I get one princess. It's okay. A flying man who never wants to grow up. A nanny who can also fly with her umbrella. Uh, a young boy who will be king of all England. <laughs> and then uh, uh, another boy who was raised by a, a, a panther or something. He was wolves, raised by wolves. Wolves adopted by a panther. Friends with a panther. He made friends with a bear. And then he found his home amongst the people. So In the end, yes. Pinocchio and Jungle Book are kind of similar because both are real boys by the end. I suppose. Human boys. Yeah, it's a coming of age story. For Mowgli, it was it was he was a wolf or some sort of jungle animal, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> which doesn't include wolves, as far as I know, in the jungle. Yeah. Wolves and bears, as far as I know, maybe panda bear counts as a jungle. Takes place in India, though, so it's unclear. I, okay, I don't know that's interesting. The demographics of the jungle in those areas, it's possible. Yeah. yeah. Real quick, if you were in a forest somewhere, and you uh, a wood, and you saw Winnie the Pooh, like. <laughs> A bear. <laughs> Look, Cartoon or no, like... No, a bear that looked just like it. Golden <laughs> hair. What would I do? <laughs> sure. <laughs> I would probably investigate, but I wouldn't want to get too close. I, I mean, I, I don't know what's going on with that, you know? If it's catching. It's walking on two legs, by the way. Yeah, all of it. It has a big jar of honey. None of it sounds like <laughs> anything I want any part of. It's pretty funny. Yeah. Okay, so... Uh, I think that uh, that's it for reading the names. <laughs> Good. Yeah, and I think that's it for this episode. <laughs> okay. All right. Thanks for joining us, guys. We will see you next week. All right. Bye-bye. <laughs>